But uh, I'm going to share some things with you today, uh, a little bit different uh, about uh, Headspace, uh, but it'll it'll come together, trust me, um, because we're living in some really unusual times right now. Yeah, we're we're living in some really unusual times. And uh, so I want to share some things with you about that and our really our responsibility to keep our heads on right and our thinking right uh, in the midst of all the things that, that the world is challenging us with today. So let's pray. Father, we bless you. We worship you today. Thank you, Father, for the power of your Holy Spirit, the presence of your Holy Spirit to minister to us, to speak to us. Lord, I thank you that your words bring life and clarity and understanding. And we glorify you and we magnify you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I uh, had an interesting phone call uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, um, when you get to be my age, uh, when you're three years old, um, <laughs> you know, we've been, Becky and I have been setting aside some things, you know, f- financially for the, for our uh, later years, which somebody asked me, when are you going to retire? And I, I can't, there's no such thing as retiring from preaching the gospel. I mean, there's no way to do that, but you know, we, you know, saving a little bit. And, and so, uh, the guy that takes care of all that for us, um, called me the other day and, uh, he said, well, are you on the ledge yet? And I, I, I was thinking, huh? Am I on the? What are you? What are you talking about? And he said, because it was right after the invasion, you know, and the Ukraine and all the things going on. And and I said, uh, no, I, really, to be honest with you, uh, I hadn't even thought about you or my money. And he, he got it got real quiet on the other end of the line. I mean, it just kind of got quiet he didn't know quite what to say about it and uh, uh so i said i know exactly what's going on right now and i i i have no issue whatsoever with 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 my money because god and i just started preaching to him you know a little bit you know god supplies all my needs and and um I, I know what the Word of God says. And in fact, the Word of God prophesied this and spoke this uh, uh, many years ago that this was going to take place and Russia was going to be involved. And, and I just started talking to him about all this stuff. You have never heard anybody want to get off the phone any quicker than this guy. He was not interested in what I said, didn't care about what I said. He was just trying to be courteous to me uh, and then was shocked to realize I knew more about it than he did. You know, he was trying to tell me, well, you know, uh, 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 our, uh, our people and our, you know, our world bankers are saying this and we believe that, you know, this is short term because of history. And, and I just told him, I said, you don't have a clue about history. History has nothing to do with what's going on right now. See, we've always been used to history kind of repeating itself. And well, listen, we're not in that era. We're not living that life anymore. Thank you for all your can just just to make me feel better. I want everybody in unison to say amen. You ready? Go. Amen. All right. Thank you. Make me feel a little bit better because I want to share with you today and uh, some things. And so I just I just kind of preach to him. And here's what I preach to him. Ezekiel chapter 38. 
And this is the alignment of nations against Israel. See, this is not about America. Okay. It's not about America. What's happening now in the times that we're living, and I'm going to show you from the Word of God, has to do with Israel. Okay. We're just players. Okay, now we're believers, we're Christians, but as far as the world is concerned, and I'm going to just use the term America as a nation is concerned, we're just players. Now as Christians, it's something totally different. But listen to these scriptures. I'm going to read a portion of scripture. Ezekiel chapter 38, beginning in verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog. Now, let me just stop right there a minute. Gog is not a land. Gog is a person. Okay. The prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, thus says the Lord, behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tubal. I will turn you around Put hooks into your jaws and lead you out with all your armies, horses, horsemen, all your splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, all of them with shields and helmets, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togomar from the far north and all its troops, and many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you. And be a guard for them. Now, I'm going to stop right there. I could read more. But basically what the Lord is prophesying here to these nations is that there will be a time when you cannot resist going and marching from where you are to Israel to conquer a peaceful nation of Israel. A nation who at this time has borders, peace within its borders. That's what it says. Now, when you look at this, just so you'll understand, you don't know any of these, any of these people. And if you've done any kind of study, you probably figured out a little bit about this. But let me just kind of give you a, a synopsis of where these regions are so you can understand what we're talking about here. Rosh is part of Russia. Magog is Russia. That's what most people have, have deciphered from the older maps and where these nations are today. Just so you'll know, okay? And, and, and when you talk about this, it also talks about other, other groups that, and I'll just mention a few of them here. It talks about Meshach and Tubal, and it, that's modern day Turkey. All right? Persia is what? Iran. Does that sound familiar to anybody? I mean, we had not found a friendly nation in there yet, have we? Okay. And then it talks about Cush or Ethiopia, but that's not the Ethiopia of today. That is actually Sudan. Okay. So if you, if you understand it, that's, that's Sudan. Okay. 
So you, you, you're kind of getting the understanding here. And then the, uh, uh, where it's talking about Libya is guess what? Libya. Okay. So then it talks about Gomer and, and, uh, Togomar. And if you look in, at this, Gomer is really the region right now where the Ukraine and Crimea and some of those Black Sea nations are. So that's a picture for you. Now listen, I'm not here to be a prophet. I'm not here to prophesy what the next step is. All I'm telling you is what the Word of God says is going to happen. And there's, listen, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. There's no prayer you can pray that will stop it. There is no nation strong enough to stop what God is going to do. Just so you know, whenever it happens, okay, you need to understand there's nothing you can do about it happening. The Bible says that God is going to put hooks in their jaws to bring them where they're supposed to be. Everybody there? Everybody still with me? So you've got to understand that. But... There are nations who actually speak out to a certain degree against what is taking place. And these nations are talked about in the 13th verse of, of Ezekiel chapter 38. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, all their young lions will say to you, have you come to plunder? Have you gathered your armies to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, and to take away livestock and goods, and to take great plunder? In other words, there are people, it doesn't say they're going to stop them, but it does say that they're not with them. Now, just so you can understand, I can give you some definitions here that will help you understand who these people are, not in minute detail, but but genuinely pretty accurate, okay? Sheba here, where it talks about Sheba and Dedan, it is talking about Saudi Arabia and the other southern Arabs. The ones actually that just signed accords with Israel. Same people. Isn't that interesting? This this was written up couple years ago okay this is not this is not new information this has been in the word of god for many many years and and so you have to understand that this is happening we're already seeing alignments taking place and he said well what about the merchants of tarshish if you study this it's talking about england and the and the and the merchants of 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 that area which is spain and some other some other nations that are there that are you know questionable but they're all the they're all in that same area where england is and then it talks about the young lions of tarshish england do you know who they are United States, Canada, Australia. All of these nations that were underneath 
the Commonwealth of the United Kingdom of England. And there are others. In fact, it's possible that, that India is actually one of them. Okay, so there are, this thing is not a worldwide bliss. This is certain people, certain nations that are doing certain things and other nations are questioning it, but there's no way they're going to stop it. Does that sound anywhere near like kind of where we are right now? It, It does, doesn't it? It sounds a lot like, we are. I believe the hook is set. But but listen to me. Listen carefully to me. I'm not saying that that's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. But I want you to understand something, all right? I want you to understand that that, that there are nations, and I, I am not promoting Ukraine being taken over by Russia. So don't misunderstand. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, Okay. You interpret it if you want to, however you want. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. But let me just ask you a simple question here, okay? If you had family members in Russia right now, or if you had family members in Ukraine, what would you be doing? You'd be praying for them. Do you know you do? Do you know there are a lot of Christians in Russia There are a lot of Christians in the Ukraine. Those are your brothers and your sisters. And you need to be praying for them. You need to pray for them. Now you can pray all you want. Listen, and I'm not saying you couldn't uh, pray a prayer. And I'm going to show you this from the word in a minute. That would stop this invasion. Okay. Maybe so, maybe not. But here's what I'm trying to get you to understand is. We live in a different society. We live in the, we are the body of Christ. Okay, I have been to Russia. I was in Russia before uh, 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 communism fell in Russia. I preached in a barn out in the middle of nowhere from what was then Leningrad, which is St. Petersburg today, in a barn that normally you might be able to seat 50 people in that had 200 people standing up and you couldn't fall down if you wanted to. It was packed that tight. Hungry for God. I preached over there, sneaking around, preaching to preaching. People getting saved, people getting healed, people getting delivered. I preached in the Ukraine. I preached to to churches and, and, and masses of Christians in the Ukraine. So we've got brothers and sisters there. We need to be praying. So what do you pray? Well, mostly I have to pray in the Spirit. Unless the Lord just gives me something. I have to pray in the Spirit because I don't know how to pray as I ought. But the Spirit can pray through me. Okay? Sometimes I just pray just deliver them from evil. Deliver them from evil. Deliver them from evil. Well, we ought to just bomb Putin. Well, maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm I'm trying to get you to just... Think different a little bit, okay? I'm not talking about giving up on praying. I'm going to show you that in a minute. But what I need you to understand is this. You need to realize that in the midst of where we are living today, things are starting to happen in a significant fashion that are directing us toward the end of this thing. 
And you have to be ready for that and be prepared. How am I going to live my life during this season? My son and I was with my son yesterday and he's big on the end times. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. He, man, he loves, he loves to talk about it. He, he He's a, uh, engineer in the oil field and, and uh, he'll talk to those guys. He'll say, listen, Jesus is coming back. You better get your life right. I mean, look at all the, he'll just start telling them about the signs and what the Bible says. And it's really hilarious to hear him talk about. It. And um, we were talking about that. And he said, he, he was asking me, dad, what do you think? And I said, well, I don't know. For, I don't know. You know, I know that we're, we're, we've got signs, serious signs that are pointing in the right direction. And he said, well, Jennifer, his wife, my daughter-in-law, well, she does not want that to happen until her kids are grown. <laughs> I remember my daughter, she begged God when she was, when she was a teenager, Lord, please don't come till I get married and have children. I, I want to have, well, listen, every generation, where, where are you going to pull the plug on that? You understand what I'm saying? We've got to live where we are. Everybody got it? We've got to understand and live where we are. And we need to pray for the body of Christ. Right now, we're sending money uh, over there to, uh, to help with the refugees. And every one of them, the first thing they hear is, is they're getting food and they're getting blankets. Is Jesus died for you. He loves you in the midst of all of this. And so we've got to keep our focus and got to keep our heads on right about this. Here's what I do know. Okay? Here's what I do know. What is happening now is that Antichrist spirit working. Okay? I know that. How do you know it? Because of the actions. Because of the actions. Because of the death, because of the way it's happening, that is a spirit. All right? So, so listen to me carefully. As long as you and I are active on the earth, we have the responsibility to pray and restrain that, that Antichrist spirit. That's our job by the power of the Holy Spirit in us to restrain that. It's not to wonder. It's not to watch the news and wonder what's going to happen next. It's our responsibility as believers to be active praying. All right, everybody, one more time. You ready? Okay. We have got to be active. Well, what, what's my prayer going to do? It's going to restrain. Well, I don't have any authority. Yes, you do. That's why you're here. That's why we're in such a time as this. That's why we're living right now. Because we have that capacity. This says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, in verse 6, it says, And now you know what is restraining... Now listen to this, that he may be revealed, talking about the Antichrist, in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. 
And only who who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Now, I don't have time to get into it. A lot of people think that's the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit because people get saved during the tribulation period. He's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. We're the ones that are leaving. That ought to excite you right there. I just... But until that time, we are the restraining force. We're the ones that have to pray. We're the ones who have to stand in the gap. They're struggling in the Ukraine right now. They're struggling in Russia right now. The people of Russia don't know anything about this. They don't want this. There are some great churches in Russia. They don't want this. So what do we do? We pray. Why? Because we can restrain until the time that it can't be restrained. And we don't know that time. We know the season, but we don't know the time. So we've got to be careful today. Listen to me, especially in America. We have got to be careful what our focus is. And not lose focus on our responsibility and what God wants us to do. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some prophecy with you today for just a few minutes. You say, what's this got to do with headspace? Because I'm going to get your head on right before we're, well, this is over with. Okay? If it's not on right, I'm going get it, to get it, get it right. Because in Luke chapter 21, Jesus prophesied about a lot of things. He prophesied about short-term things that were going to come to pass. And he prophesied about long-term things that were going to come to pass. And not only did he talk about it, but he gave instructions. And so we've got to hear that and we've got to understand that. The first thing Jesus did in Luke chapter 21, I'm going to read starting in verse 5, is he prophesied the destruction of the temple. In Jerusalem. Listen to what it says. Luke chapter 21. Beginning in verse 5. Now listen, listen to what it says. Then as some spoke of the temple. How it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations. He said these things which you see. The day will come. In which not one stone shall be left upon another. That, sh- that shall not be thrown down. So they ask him, saying, well, when will these things be? When is this going to happen? And what shall be the sign where they will be when these things will take place? Listen to what Jesus said. I mean, listen, listen to what it says. Jesus said, when are these things going to happen? They ask him, Jesus, when are these things going to happen? What's the timing on this? Do you know that that happened 70 years later? Not a very long time, is it? Less than my lifetime. 70 years later, that temple was leveled. So, I don't know about you, but that tells me Jesus knows what he's talking about. So... In the midst of this, 
Jesus starts talking to them about not just then, but the future. In fact, Matthew's account of this in Matthew 24, 8 says this. They will deliver you up to tribulation, talking about the apostles, and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Now, now listen to me. Once that happens, okay, verse 8 comes into play. Listen to what it says. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Isn't this a great message? (laughs) All these are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, but Jesus is going to come get us. How do you know when he's coming? How do you know what's going to take place before he comes? Because i got to tell you, listen, I, I've only been, you know, I've only been saved since 1974, okay? Uh, you know, but that's a pretty pretty good length. And ever since I've been saved, I've been hearing talk, people say it's time, for, gee, oh, this is a sign. Jesus is coming back. And you know what? Get, listen, it just gets worse. The world just gets worse. But in the midst of it getting worse, there's alignment going on for the end times. I don't have time to even get into, listen to me, the, the, the nations of the Antichrist. It's already been spoken. It's already developing. It's already meshing together. <clears throat> Jesus said that was just the beginning of sorrows. <clears throat> so, listen to what Jesus said. They're asking, when is all this going to take place? And, and uh, when are all these things going to happen? And, and Jesus said, take heed, don't be deceived. Well, that's a good start right there. Take heed, don't be deceived. Now listen to verse 9. When you hear of wars and commotions, don't be terrified. For these things, y'all ready? must come to pass. These things must come to pass. Does it say, is that what it says? Must come to pass. But the end will not come immediately. Now, I don't know whether that says anything to you or not, but that tells me that we might be facing some things. Oh, that's all going on somewhere else. It is today. I'm not prophesying war. I'm just telling you, listen to what I'm saying. Okay? You have to prepare yourself to live the life God has for you, and it has to be first and foremost in your thinking and in your actions. Because it says they're going to be... um, Insurrections, disturbances, disorder, confusion, but the end's not immediate. He goes on to say something else. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. You know there's a difference between nations and kingdoms? Can I tell you, tell you about a couple of kingdoms uh, in America? One of them's called the Republican Party. And the other one's called the Democratic Party. 
Those are kingdoms. See, we think of kingdoms like, you know, Sir Lancelot and, you know, or, or King Richard or kingdoms, you know. That's not what that's talking about. That's actually, that's, that's actually talking about, um, uh, in general, it's talking about heathen groups together. Now, don't, don't come rebuke me because there are Christians in either one of those parties, okay? Just leave me alone, okay? So, let, let, just notice this and notice, notice what happens. There will be great earthquakes, in various places. Do you know we're having earthquakes right now in Oklahoma? And we know about San Francisco and Los Angeles. We've had earthquakes in Oklahoma. Do you know that there is a fault that runs through Arkansas, down the Mississippi River, into Memphis, Tennessee? First time I ever heard that, Becky and I were visiting Memphis of all places. Now, I'm not prophesying it's going to happen. I'm just telling you that you've got to understand and realize, don't, don't be terrified when things happen. Don't, don't, don't allow it to, to change your life. The, then there are going to be uh, commotions or agitations. Uh, we, we already know... Um, that there, there are other things that, that take place with that type of thing. And uh, like hurricanes. Don't know anything about hurricanes? Yeah. Now, don't get mad at me. Minor stuff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go somewhere else where they don't have hurricanes. Well, you may just be going to build right on top of a a fault line and going to have a, an earthquake. You can't hide from what God's going to do. You can't run and hide from it. I know y'all have had a difficult time. It's a challenging time. But guess what? You're overcoming it. You're overcoming it. I don't see anywhere near as many blue tarps when I fly in. Thank God you're alive. You're breathing. That's the critical thing. You're still a believer. So you got all these things. Earthquakes, famine, pestilence. That word is plagues. Like coronavirus. And Okay. Let me put it to you this way. Listen. I'm not trying to be gloom and doom. I've got a really good point here. If you just hang with me, okay? Okay, listen. How are you going to live your life in the midst of life? That's what's important. Well, I just want to take it easy. You're not going to be able to take it easy. You're going to have to live your life and face the challenges of life. Whatever they are, you're going to have to deal with them and move forward in life, not run and hide from them. You can't do it because there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to run. Jesus then talks about another event that took place. 
And it's in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 21. He said that there's going to be another uh, event. And Israel is going, listen, listen to what it says. It talks about Jerusalem is going to be trodden down. It talks about Israel. Now listen to this. It's important that you understand this. That Israel and Jerusalem are going to be trodden down by armies. The people are going to flee the nation. And it, and they're going to, they're, they're going to, people are going to die. And it, and it all, and it all took place. It all took place. Children of Israel fled Israel. Gone. Jerusalem was trodden down. The temple was destroyed. Jesus said all that was going to happen. It's a done deal. And it did. It all happened. Okay. You still here? Okay, you've got to understand that where we are and what we're talking about is stuff that has happened. And then Jesus said, and, and by the way, that happened and this is going to happen. Okay, so they were led away captive. Jerusalem was trodden down. Now, now listen to this. If you understand that part, then you've got to understand what verse 24 says. Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles. Until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. That's you. That's me. Unless you're Jewish by birth, that's you. That's me. Okay? So, when our time is fulfilled, something else is going to happen. You know what's going to happen? It's already happened. Israel is a nation again. Listen to me. Israel is a nation again. People are coming back to Israel in swarms and have been. Even this war in in the Ukraine, the people are, are going back. The Jews are going back to Israel. Okay, so the time of the Gentiles, I believe, is fulfilled, which means that we're at that point, not maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but we are at that point soon when this thing is about to get hot. Things are going to start happening quicker, more rapidly than we've ever seen before. And you and I have to understand that, 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 that that's going to happen. The time of the Gentiles that's the beginning of the end. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the fulfillment of it. Well, but all prophe- prophecies have been talking about that for years. I know, but they've never had, the, never had it done like it is now. Mm. Jesus gave another prophecy. He said, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to understand when it's really, really close to the end. Okay, he said, watch the same chapter, watch the fig tree. He said in verse 29 of Luke 21, look at the fig tree and all the trees. And when they are budding, you know yourselves that summer is near. So also when you see these things happen, know the kingdom of God 
is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will by no means pass away. The fig tree is Israel. It's blossoming. Now, I have nothing against the Palestinian people, okay? Palestinian people are people from other nations who came there to live. And there were very few of them until Israel became a nation again and it started prospering. Okay, so don't feel like the Palestinians are being pushed out of their, their, their nation. It's not their nation. Okay, it's not their nation. It never has been. God gave it to Abraham. And has always pushed out other nations from Israel. So you want to be a social activist, you better be careful. I have nothing against Palestinian people, people who live there. have nothing against them at all. But there are certain things that you're not going to change. You're just not going to change. So Israel is blossoming. It's interesting. I read a Harvard study about Israel before it was a nation and before it was a nation. Before Israel became a nation, nobody wanted to live there. It was full of swamps. It was full of mosquitoes and, and, and all kinds of sickness. It was a Nobody wanted, to, nobody wanted to live there. A few better ones lived there. That was it. But when it started blossoming, everybody wanted to live there. Here's the point. Listen to what I'm saying. Here's the point. The point is that that has already happened. Okay? That has happened. It's already done. Jesus said, this is what's going to happen. And he said, that generation who sees that will not pass away until this thing's over. That was 1948. So, so do the math. Where are we? Where are we? You've got to understand and realize that we, we have responsibilities and we have to understand geopolitical things in a whole different sight, whole different way than what you're going to hear on the news or what your political party or what your opinion might say. You're going to have to understand it and realize it because if you don't, you're going to get confused. And you're going to try to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And you're going to have a problem. Because if we don't, if we don't get our, our fixation on Jesus and our responsibility, and I'm going to show you this in a second from the Word. If we don't get our focus on that, and we don't start thinking clearly, the worse things get, the more we're going to struggle with what's right and wrong. Okay, let me just give you a real simple, something real simple, okay? America is not the apple of God's eye. Israel is. 
God has used America for, for over 200 years. I, believe, I don't believe that he's through using us. I do believe that we can still pray. We can still see God do righteous things. And we can still see God work. No que- I believe it with all my heart. I do. But if, if, you, if you start trying to come up with a political plan, you're going to get bound up. You're going to get tied up. Because it's going to be difficult for you to think straight. Doesn't mean you can't be an American. Doesn't mean you can't have opinions about who to vote for and, and who's right and who's wrong. I believe in Trump. I like Biden. I like this. I like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. I understand. But if that's your focus, you're going to get deceived. You're going to get trapped. Because we're born again children of the living God. We're living in the time God wrote about. I, I don't know how, how that affects you or not. But that affects me. Hey, I'm living right where God spoke. Right where God talked. So Jesus said this in verse 25. Listen to this. There will be signs in the sun. Talking about before the Son of God comes. There will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Hey, we haven't seen anything yet. Think of, let me let me let me put it this way, okay? How many of you know when Jesus was born, a star moved? A star moved. A star moved to lead the wise men to Jesus. What happened if a bunch of them started moving? What happened if some, the moon? Changed its position. Oh, that could never happen. Well, let me tell you this. Twice in the Bible, the Bible says that the earth stopped rotating. So Jesus said this. There are going to be signs in the sun. The moon, the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations. Distress of nations. I know everybody said, well, that's everybody but us. Okay. With perplexity. You know what that means? You can't figure it out. Okay. The sea and the waves roaring. Now here's the part, okay? Talking about headspace. Listen to this. This is where you got to get your head on right. Men's hearts failing them for fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the Son of Man will come in power. Then. Then. Okay, so this is before. Everybody still with me? So you've got to understand here. uh, We're in a place where humanity is going to start crying out. Men's hearts are going to fail them. 
<laughs> the heavens are going to be shaken. All of these things are going to take place. But Jesus told us what to do. I'm glad. I am so glad that he told us what to do. Listen to what it says in verse in verse 28. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, verse 28, sorry. Now listen to what it says. Now when these things begin to happen, okay? When these things begin to happen, okay? Now listen. When these things begin to happen, now you got to hear me here. Look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. When these things begin to happen, okay, he gave us two instructions. You ready? Look up, lift up your head. Now, now here's something you got to understand. That sounds like, ooh, Jesus, I'm looking for you. That's not what that means at all. In fact, it, it actually is such a, it is a powerful verse that Jesus is trying to get across to us because our redemption, I believe, is close. When you say redemption, we've already been redeemed, but this body hadn't been redeemed. It's got to put on incorruption, the Word of God says. That's where we're close. That's what we're close to. But listen to what it says. He wasn't talking about turning your eyes upward. Listen to what he was talking about. That word literally means, you ready? To stand up or to stand upright or raise oneself erect. In other words, in, in, in uh, the Greek text implies that you were bent over. It means that you lift up, you throw your shoulders back, and you get ready. The same words are used with a woman with the issue of blood over in Luke chapter 13. The Bible said she was bowed over. Same word. Bowed over for 13 years. Jesus ministered to her. What, did, what happened when he ministered to her? She raised up and she looked up and she walked upright. So what, 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 what are you saying, Pastor? Well, here's what I'm saying. Listen to me. We're the children of Abraham. Just like he said, ought not this daughter, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham be loosed from this infirmity? You're a child of God. You are born of God. You are a son and a daughter. You, if you're in Christ and you're Abraham's seed and you're heirs according to, according to the promises. Now listen to this. When we see trouble coming on the earth, we ought to, be sta- we ought to make up our minds. We're going to stand up and we're going to be bold and we're going to declare Jesus. We're going to speak the word of God. We're going to walk in faith and not fear. We're going to declare the glory of God and we're not going to allow the world to dictate to us what we do and how we live. You've got to make up your mind that that's where we're about to step over into if we have not already done it. 
that we are got to be the ones to stand up. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. The familiar scripture. Amplified Bible says this. Therefore put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in place, stand victorious in the day of evil. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for believers that are not going to cower and bow down to the circumstances of life or live in fear, or be terrified, or their hearts fail them for what's coming on the earth, but they're going to be bold, strong believers who are going to throw their shoulders back and say, I'm going to tell you, I serve a God who is a deliverer. My, 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 <clears throat> my Savior Jesus delivered me. He'll deliver you. He'll break every yoke in your life. And you've got to make up your mind that that's what's coming out of your mouth. That's what you believe. That's how you live. Because if you don't, you're going to get trapped. You're going to get trapped. This is kind of an example. I had an embarrassing moment. It's been a number of years ago now. Embarrassing moment in my life. Okay. We were at home and we don't have hurricanes. We have tornadoes. Okay. We were at home and and I mean, all of a sudden, you know, how tornadoes that, that starts sleeting and next thing you know, you got hail and, and, uh, and, and it was, it was pounding the house and pounding everything. And I'd been in my study and I came out and here's Becky, my wife, standing at the window. Now, what's the first thing they tell you in a tornado? Get away from the window. Here's what she was doing. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You are not going to touch my house. You're not going to come near my house in Jesus' name. And and she was standing. Now, I'm not promoting that for you. That was inspired by the Holy Spirit. But I mean, and I'm sitting there trying to get her in the closet. Big man of faith, you know. Do you know that that tornado touched down literally in our backyard Never touched our house. Well, the hail did some damage to the roof, but I mean, it didn't, it didn't destroy our house. It, and the effect of it was so strong and, uh, that it popped the seal on every window in our house. But it didn't, it didn't hit our house. Tore up trees. And... Now, listen to me. I'm not telling you necessarily to be that extreme with weather, but I'm telling you to be that extreme with your life. Quit living a complacent, go-along, get-along life when you have the authority of the name of Jesus. You have the power of God in your life. And Jesus said, listen, when you start seeing these things happen, you look up, you stand up erect, You pull your shoulders back. You put on the whole armor of God. And you make up your mind you're going to fight. That's how you're supposed to live. That's what Jesus told us to do. To lift up. To look up. And then he told us, listen. 
to lift up our heads. One translation says it this way. That we are to to raise ourselves up, but not in our own strength. To dim, I like this translation. It says, to demonstrate pride and joy in Christ. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 says this. Listen. But you, O Lord, are the shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. There's something, listen to me, I'm just about finished, but I want you to hear this. Listen, I just got a little bit more, but listen to this. There's something about a believer who rises up and stands in time of difficulty that God always responds to. Hey, I know y'all have had some challenges down here. More than, more than we have in Shreveport, we have challenges. Everybody's got challenges, but I understand. Okay, but I'm going to tell you something. You're a born again child of God. It's something about a believer. Something about a believer. We don't just try to get our own roofs fixed. We go help somebody else. We go carry the glory of God and the, the blessings of God to somebody else. We give our time. We give our effort. We do something for somebody else. <clears throat> we let our light shine. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And we've got to make up our minds we're going to live that way. This isn't a time for fear. I didn't try to, I'm not trying to terrify you today or bother you today or worry you today. I'm trying to get you, listen to me, to lift up your head. Stand up and be that child of God that God wants you to be. Live the life He wants you to live. Don't let it be stolen from you because of the circumstances of life. Everybody has battles. It's how you face them. What you do next. That's what's important. And we've got to make up our mind. That's how we're going to live our lives. That we're going to respond. You go read it. Look, I could stand here and I could preach to you about all kinds of people in the Word of God. You know, Daniel and the... You know, and how he was in the lion's den. And he said, well, that was Daniel. You're a child of God. You're born of God. You're born of the Spirit of God. You've got more in you than Daniel ever had. <laughs> Not making light of him. I mean, I don't want to get in the lion's den myself. But the point is, we've got, we are, we are made for this life. We're not made for comfort. We're made for battle. Hey, I enjoy being comfortable as much as the next person. But we're made for battle. And we've got to make up our minds that that's how we're going to live our lives. Luke chapter 1. Listen to what Jesus said in verse verse 36. This will help you as well. Jesus said this. Watch therefore and pray always. That you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. That's what I want. That's what our life ought to be about. I like this translation. This is what it says. That you may have strength to escape all these things that will take place. 
Right in the midst of every difficulty, there's a miracle if you're ready to believe. Well, but you know, I'm just struggling. Listen to me. Stand up. Plant your feet. Say, I believe God. Paul was on a ship. He knew by revelation that the ship was, he said, guys, I just want to tell you, this ain't going to turn out good. But he had to be on that ship anyway. Ship got in a storm. He was a prisoner. He ended up running the ship, telling him exactly what to do. You know why? Here's why. Because he said, he made this statement. I know in whom I believed. God's looking for shipmasters. He's not looking for deserters. He's looking for people that want to stand, that want to believe, that want to see God do something, that, that no matter what the circumstance is, they're not going to quit. They're not going to back up. They're not going to back down. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 34. <clears throat> he said, take heed to yourself. Take heed to yourself. You can't blame somebody else. Take heed to yourself. Lest your heart be weighed down with carousing. Now, I hope you're not carousing anymore. I was a big carouser, okay? Drunkenness, I was one of those too. But here's the one that catches most of us. Cares of this life. One, one, uh, in one place it calls it desires for other things in this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. Listen, don't let this life cause you to miss his life. Don't let this life cause you to miss his life. Everybody has challenges in their life. You don't want to hear my, I, I, I could be here for an hour just going from my head to my toe. The challenges that I've had in my life, but I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to just keep pressing forward. Why? Because I'm born to do that. Whoever is born of God, that's me. Don't let this life cause you to miss his life. I, I tell you, I have seen people. Now listen, I'm not talking to anybody here today. But, but, but I, 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 I had a friend. Literally walked away because of hurricanes in this area. Walked away from his whole life. Walked away from the fruitfulness of his whole life. Because he got stressed about the hurricane. I see other people in this room today who were his friends too. They're still here. They're still fighting. They're still believing. They're still standing. I got to tell you something. It's, it's a temptation just to throw in your, the towel. That's not what you're born for. Whoever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory 
by which we overcome the world, our faith. So yeah, there are lots of crazy things. It's not going, I know, I wish I could just tell you, well, everything will get back to normal. No, no, mm-mm. no, we're, step, we're past that. We're past that. God's looking for an army that are going to stand up in the middle of it. Just listen, just that simple. I guarantee you that guy, that, that financial advisor, he's still thinking about what I told him. I bet he don't remember the scripture I gave him, but he's still thinking about it. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, what was that you were telling me? You've got the answers. You don't have to know all the details. Go to work tomorrow and say, you know what? Pastor Sam preached a message and he told me exactly what's going on. And don't go tell him that the Antichrist is Putin. I didn't say that. I'm not even saying this is the time when he's going to go to Israel. But it's part of it. It's that Antichrist spirit. It's just a matter of time. You've got it in you. You've got it in you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been serving God, you just stay with it. Stay with it. Because listen, I can just tell you this, the younger generation, they need to they need they need us. They need me. <laughs> I don't know about you. So get ready. Lift up your head. Stand up. Let God's glory lift you, your head. Let, let there be a presence about you. That How are you dealing with all this? I'll tell you how I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it through the power of God. I, it, it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. Did y'all get anything out of this this morning?